episode 16 with Shoki Benarshi, Suman vs. Kumar. I had grown up on a healthy dose of Shahrukh Khan, Salman Khan 90s movies. <laughs> and I used to love thinking that, oh, when I fall in love, it's going to be so amazing. And the man is going to woo me and like sweep me off my feet. You know that happily ever after is what I used to think. Hello, my dear listeners. Today I have a fantastic guest on the show, Shoki Benerji and... uh, she herself is a podcaster and she hosts a beautiful podcast called Happily Whatever After. Telling you guys, this is a show which is must to watch. So, let me quickly call upon Shoki Benerji. Good evening, Shoki. Good evening. Good evening, Sumanji. So, Shoki, first thing first. I want you to tell me about what is this podcast about. Firstly, thank you so much for such a lovely introduction, Sumanji. Thank you so much for calling me on your uh, show. And uh, I'm I'm glad that somebody has uh, thought of asking me this question. I'm honored to be here and answering this question because... uh, Actually, it's not just me. It's a couple podcast. So me and my husband started this podcast because um, when we used to have any issues in our relationship, we used to feel very alone. Like um, we didn't used to talk to each other because obviously the issues are between the couple and we didn't have anybody else to talk to. And we had to get through it all by ourselves. There was not a lot of help available. And, you know, in our Indian society, when we think of uh, relationship counseling or therapy or something like that, uh, there's always a block. In Indian society, you know, therapy is always a kind of taboo. Like people think that uh, only when you are in dire state, like when it's a do or die situation, only then you go for therapy. And otherwise, therapy is considered to be some a big no-no. So we struggled alone when we were facing a lot of issues in our relationship. So finally we decided now that we've, we've reached a level where we can, we have enough experience to share from our relationship. So we decided to share our mistakes so that other people can learn from those mistakes and not repeat them. So that those couples in relationships, in new, newly married couples or people who are newly in love, they don't repeat what we did and where we went wrong. So we were trying to tell people that they are not alone in this. A lot of couples go through the same situation. And secondly, we were trying to tell them that, look, this is what we have done wrong. So please, you don't repeat it. The reason... I'm having this question is because you Hmm. mentioned this is a mistake. People should not commit such kind of mistake. But my question is, why do you think it as a mistake at first place? It can be a difference. Why uh, mistakes alone? 
so there are uh, now that we have gone through our fair share of ups and downs in life you can look back and you know identify that this is where i was operating from ego and not love in a relationship right and ego is the biggest enemy of any relationship whether it's a it's a husband wife relationship or it's some other relationship in any relationship if ego comes in between then there are three people in the relationship yeah, yeah it those two people and the third person is ego who's driving the whole conflict so between a husband and wife it's always a mistake to bring in an ego because as i keep repeating on my podcast also it's a life partner that you are living with right it's partners for life so when you bring in ego it's no more a perspective or it's no more a way of looking at things it's a mistake correct this is what we've learned from our our experiences so which is why i name it as mistake because there are lot of instances where we went wrong by bringing in ego or by not talking about it to each other or by assuming that uh, my husband must be thinking this or my my wife must be thinking this and then just assuming the worst about our partners who who actually love us right so why would we assume such bad things about them so for me for both of us me and karan it was like a mistake that we we could have saved ourselves from i have come across many couples in india where yeah they eventually start with some kind of small arguments it grow up big so big that it becomes very difficult to digest and uh, they end up uh, shouting on each other they end up beating each other but most of Correct. the cases unfortunately uh it is the women who always you know takes that uh, physical abuse and she yeah. go back home and parents yeah. again you know parents the they counsel women though the husband is bad though the husband Correct. is wrong this woman yeah. is forced to get compromised and she returns back home to her husband and again she Correct. Uh, start living her life with a big compromise on her ripping. face yeah so what do you have to say about it i feel like it's a it's a very big problem since uh since childhood for us women uh like even i was trained that i'm a girl and eventually my life's purpose is to get married and 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 take care of my family and have kids and everything and also i was trained to not speak up that palat uh, ke like as in don't talk back to your elders you have to always uh, remain quiet and even if there's something being said wrong to you or bad to you just assume that uh, you don't have to get into it and and don't don't take up too much space and don't demand too many things be an be a good girl you know they they always tell you to be a good person a good girl and the good girl definition is that you don't speak up for yourself so you'll be a good girl which is what happens in usually such abusive relationships that you are so 
hardwired to believe that no i'm no i'm i'm not supposed to belong anywhere else other than my my husband's home that uh, no matter how much abuse is happening to you you first try to take it you first try to digest it that maybe i can make do with this maybe i can live with this maybe it's not so bad and there are even uh, like they say that women are women's worst enemies so often women only tell us that uh, th- this much is okay this much is normal this happens to everyone they normalize those behaviors for other women so somewhere they think that this is my fate and i have to accept it and i have to go back whereas what and and uh, honestly it has happened to me also many times in life that um, i have been told certain things by my in-laws or some relatives and i have taken it quietly i have not not talked back to them ever because i have always been told that that's a wrong thing to do no matter what it is you don't have to talk back so i just believe that it's a it's a societal conditioning and which is very wrong that has been transferred to us from many 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 generations that women are not supposed to talk women are supposed to just be kind and nice and sweet and take care of the family at all points of time no matter what happens to them but i think i believe that the times are changing and now we have a chance to stand up for ourselves to empower our own self if we are not able to do it then there are a lot of other agencies available to us lot of other ngos and friends available to us who can help us speak up when we are in an abusive relationship so we we should not stay in those relationships as women and we should try to find a way out whether our parents are telling us to go back home to the same person to the same abuse or whether it is the fact that we think that we are not strong enough we should always reach out for help and i promise that there is help available when you ask for help you will get it but we just most more often than not we never ask for help i have also come across lawyers in india where yeah they always try to not everyone maybe not everyone but uh, most of them they always try to convince women only and uh, yeah. they try to make the marriage stand but Correct. they are not bothered whether the marriage is a happy marriage or not again i would say that it it's not the lawyer's fault you know they they are conditioned firstly they are only doing it as a profession so they just want to get it over with and get the case in in their favor eventually and they also have the same conditioning all men have a stronger conditioning that women are supposed to adjust right they are supposed to make or break a family so why why should men compromise or something like that they'll say they'll always tell the women that if you change then maybe things will change if you change everything will be fine if you don't pick a fight with him everything will be okay so i would say that it's not the lawyer's fault also because the lawyer has also seen the same kind of conditioning around him 
in his family in our indian society overall so they are always assuming that the woman will make a difference they'll they'll change themselves and stop speaking or stop picking a fight and everything will be fine they never they never ask the males that why are you doing this or what is this what is why is this uh, problem in your relationship it's always looked the relationship or emotions or problems are always the girls uh, part of the deal to handle whereas finances home security all the non emotional things are a man's thing to deal with that's how we positioned it in our indian society is that right i don't think so it's wrong for men also like i have i have seen men suffer under the pressure of you know providing a certain amount of money every month for their family for no matter whether it's in their capability or not which is why um, so recently i was reading a research there are 33% men in india who de- who report depression yeah and uh, probably a lot more are actually suffering and they have not reported the depression you know because they are constantly just working they don't get to have a break at all they are they are to provide for the family whether they are feeling okay or not you we have seen all our all our parents right our fathers never really loved their jobs whatever they were feeling whatever they were doing they had to uh, you know just go to the job whether they liked it or not because they had to provide for us for our fees and everything so this bifurcation that we have put in on on males is also wrong it it has to be a equal partnership between a male and a female it has to be a 50 50 partnership and if it is not then has there has to be at least emotional support even for the males you said uh, uh, in india people consider this as an a taboo to go and see a doctor when the relationship suffers yes now you tell me uh, shoki what is the right time to go and see a counselor or a doctor or a relationship manager you know how i would say that we we talk in terms of uh, medical terms uh and and it's a saying that prevention is better than cure right yeah. so i feel that the same applies to even our mental health that prevention is better than cure so anybody who does not even have an issue in the relationship should in any case have a counselor or a therapist so that if if uh, like how we have a family doctor right all of us have a family doctor who we trust that okay hame like if something happens to us any cold or cough or any kind of fever we'll call that person and we trust that whatever that person will tell us will be fine for us will cure us so similarly we should all also have a mental health doctor a therapist a, a counselor to basically reach out to when there is a when when there is a, even a minor problem in the relationship because they will give you the right tools to apply for instance again i'll give you the example that we know that crocin is a great uh, paracetamol is a great uh, thing to take when we are feeling under the weather we don't have uh, we have fever or we don't have we don't we are not feeling well 
so we pop a crocin and we go to sleep so that's a tool that has been given to us by a physician similarly a mental health uh, professional will also give you such tools that okay if i have had a fight and a very bad fight with my husband and i want to just walk out right now and not take care of any problems that i have in the relationship so the mental health professional would have provided me some tools that okay when such fights happen you have to take a take time out not talk when you are angry don't say things that you don't mean and you walk away for from the conversation it's fine it's okay so if we all have that kind of a help available to us we should take it i would say and now after covid thankfully there are a lot of free uh, counseling websites as well which which make you uh, have the access to easy counseling with which much lesser cheaper uh, rates and sometimes even free if you are in that need so it i would again come back to the answer saying that it's there is no right time to get a a relationship coach or a counselor it's it's basically any time that you feel like you are getting into a relationship and you may think that there will be problems you just have to go to a therapist or figure out a way to get some help because it's prevention why would you wait that oh now i'm now i my cold and cough has converted into pneumonia so now i should go to the doctor similarly why would you wait that now my relationship has gone to a very bad level now is when i will go to therapy so it should be looked upon like we look at our normal ailments like normal physicians and normal medical things that we need in life shoki tell me how relationship problems are going to affect children oh this is my one of my favorite favorite uh, things to talk about on my podcast so um you know if if you would observe suman ji that uh, us millennials like those who were born in the 80s and 90s we have seen so many of our parents sometimes have a bad relationship or a bad marriage hmm but we've we've also seen them continue with that bad relationship and we would always see now that some of those bad habits some of those bad relationship habits have transferred to us because we have grown up seeing um that it was fine between our parents to behave like that so when a relationship is bad when a relationship is angry uh, when a relationship is abusive it has a direct impact on the kids because they either live in the fear that there will be some kind of abuse about to happen some kind of fight about to happen between our parents and uh, and at the same time they will either be absorbing the fact that okay this abuse and this kind of uh, fights and this kind of relationship is normal they would assume that because kids don't have any other parameter of a relationship other than their parents right that's yeah. our first benchmark that if our parents like i would give you the example of me and my husband i i come from a happy loving 
family where my father and my mother had a love uh, love marriage back then in the 80s and they were like best friends they constantly shared everything every decision in my household was a team decision like my father and mother sat together and took that decision mm-hmm. so i come from a very happy balanced family and i always looked uh, upon them like okay i when i get married i want to be like this with my partner but at the same time my husband comes from a household where his father was abusive and he he used to drink a lot and eventually they got divorced and he had to fill in his father's shoes in terms of uh, trying to you know calm down all the emotional issues in the house trying to provide financially since a very young age and and it all became a very and he doesn't express as much he doesn't talk as much and that created a lot of issues in our relationship in our marital relationship you told that uh, uh, you know parents issues also get transferred to child so yes that might be that's might be a reflection called, yes yes and that's what we call generational trauma right mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. how you transfer uh, which which is also again a thing for example if we see our grandparents they've seen worse things in life like partition emergency yeah um a new nation being formed all of those things were absorbed by our grandparents generation so they lived in a certain amount of fear that okay something they saw two wars right 90, the 1960s and 70s they saw wars happening yes. india pakistan wars again and again indo china war yes. so they lived in a constant state of fear and emergency that any time something bad will happen and we'll have to just pick up everything and leave or you know they they feared for their life overall and that fear got transferred into our parents generation if you see they they only have one single uh one one job all their life they don't take risk they only stick to what they know and they also eventually try to control their kids because they have been taught that sab kuch like everything has to be in control only then everything will be fine if you let go you have the fear of unknown if you let go you never know what will happen so that control got transferred to our generation and it's our generation is the one who has seen the most changes right we when we were kids we never had phones we never had tv now we have phone tv internet and so many more new things so we are constantly dealing with change so all of these things have got amalgamated you know i call our generation a sandwich generation that we are seeing so many new changes and we are having to deal with so many new lifestyles that and at the same time we are holding on to our uh, what we say the uh, you know the usool and and all the things that we have been told by our parents that no this is how things are supposed to be this is right and this is wrong so we we all dealt with that issue together so that generational trauma has has existed in every generation and if we don't fix it right now if we don't take therapy then our next generation will carry forward the same patterns the same trauma how did you name your podcast shoki i am very curious about it who gave it a name so it was uh, 
me obviously because i'm <laughs> i'm the writer in in the relationship so karan is the technical guy he ta- he takes a step back in all of these things and i used to always joke with him that you know everybody told me that it's going to be happily ever after happily ever after happily ever after where is happily ever after because we are just constantly facing issues so i decided to name this happily whatever comes after basically so this is it's a pun on the phrase happily ever after i i would like to tell everybody all our, all our listeners your listeners my listeners that happily ever after does not exist it's a myth you when you're in a relationship you're together so you have to accept that it's going to be ha- going to be happily whatever after whatever comes after you have to take it happily and together as a couple this sounds good together as a couple because yes. uh, it's not like uh, only uh, male should compromise it, sh- it should not be like you know it should be only female who have to understand and go ahead so it should no like it's a two way street together. now what is whatever it's a very very <laughs> broad question <laughs> but yes. you know i would say between a couple it's it's as good as whatever in the sense uh your your family issues your financial issues or when there are no issues then then it's the fact that oh now it's getting too boring nothing is happening no drama is happening how is this going to go forward if if you are alone with yourself are you comfortable being alone with each other or do you constantly need somebody else to fill in that silence between the two of you so when i say whatever i mean everything that whether you have you want to have kids you don't want to have kids when you have kids how are you are you going to be a strict parent or are you going to be a calm and composed and cool parent who's going to give their children all the freedom in the world so all of these things are basically again coming back to what i say every time that it's a life partnership you are going to be together for life so yeah. whatever will continue throughout the life it can be in any form so this is my definition of whatever <laughs> <laughs> now tell me many couples would have approached you with their problems so when you uh, come up with a solution and that works and they you know uh, become again happy whatever after how will you feel yes it's one of the reasons that uh, we started this podcast because we used to be able to help a lot of our cousins and uh, friends who are younger who are now getting into a marriage or a relationship and they would often come to us thinking that oh these guys might know something they have been together for 13 years so they might know something and we used to help them and we used to feel that so there were failures also that some of our advice never went through to people and people didn't follow it or people didn't see it the way we saw and they ended up not being together so we we saw both the cases that where people were very happy with whatever we helped them out with and there were also people who did not agree with what we suggested so we both always used to feel very responsible in giving that advice that you you can't give such advice lightly you know you have to be very uh, 
responsible in thinking and saying what you are saying so we always were used to feel very responsible that we do, we should not advise them uh, from a light perspective we should not be saying such things lightly that you know be together or don't be together or do this or don't do that in a relationship so we were always very cautious of giving those advice but when we did we gave it with all our heart and we always told them what we went where we went wrong and how they should not repeat those problems and we always used to feel very good it it felt like we had some kind of purpose to play in other people's life as well so which is why we thought that why not do it for a larger audience right that yes. if i can help four people maybe 14 people will also benefit from the same advice Yeah. I feel proud I'm I'm glad that I am able to help somebody else I'm able to spread some happiness in their life in their relationship and you know the the best partnership and the best friendship is your marriage so if if you are able to be best friends with your partner then there is nothing better than that if I am able to play even a 1% role in fixing somebody's happiness in in adding to somebody's prosperity and happiness then i'll be more than happy every time i see some success in somebody's relationship initially when you gone through problems in your yes. relationship so yeah i'm talking about uh, your early days yes so uh, like what what was the extreme uh, things you have gone through Oh, there is <laughs> there is a whole lot of extreme things that we went through. One top top one extreme. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I I would say that it was um, interference of uh, the parents in our relationship, which which was always the biggest problem. uh whether it was in case of asking for dowry or uh, whether it was in case of you know wanting us to live life a certain way like there were things that were told to me to not say to karan and to not tell him and to always have some kind of boundary between uh me and karan which we both never agreed to because we thought that if we are in this together for life then there has to be no secrets between us there has to be everything crystal clear everything has to be on we should be on the same page so i would say the biggest problems always came from somebody else trying to control our relationship and trying to tell us how to do our relationship all right my question to you is shoki how do you know karan so this is <laughs> this is a, a very filmy story i first saw karan on the first day of my job in uh, star tv i was recruited as an intern and uh, it was a very first day of my job and i was sitting there waiting for the hr because i was over punctual so i was 20 minutes early to oh. my first day at job <laughs> so firstly the hr made fun of me that oh who comes so early now you have to wait so you sit at the reception and wait so i was sitting at the reception and in walks one guy 
and i look at him and i'm like everything else it's in a very filmy way everything else no, flows down yeah, yeah i looked at him and i'm like okay universe this is what i want so take the take that order and bring me this guy <laughs> okay now i'm stopping you here now hmm. did you ever felt like that is this guy the same one whom i saw that day no i feel that every single day that uh what i all i fell in love with an image of karan which was in my mind when i actually and which i think is the case with a, every every relationship when we fall in love with a person we fall in love thinking that this person will be what we want mm. we have an image of a person when we fall in love that okay this person will be romantic this person will do this and i was driven by a lot of bollywood notions in that sense i had grown up on a healthy dose of shahrukh khan salman khan 90s <laughs> movies and i used to love thinking that oh when i fall in love it's going to be so amazing and the man is going to woo me and like sweep me off my feet you know that happily ever after is what i used to think that once i fall in love it will be it will everything will be happily whatever happily ever after <laughs> then later i found out that oh what i think of karan does not match forget romantic he doesn't even talk as much he's he's not expressive so i had to do a lot of work in the relationship to make the images match okay again i'm stopping you here today yeah when you look at karan what do you feel yes is this the man the same one who you met uh, at star tv no and i'm very very grateful that he's not the same person oh this is interesting now tell me about this elaborate because uh, i am also not the same person who fell in love with that man because i we are both so much better we are both so much mature in the relationship we have so many reality checks in life we don't wear those same uh, you know rosy glasses to look at life anymore and and we are so such better friends we have no secrets between us we are constantly taking life with a pinch of salt and discussing our problems discussing our issues whereas back then if i compare with today's relationship that relationship was uh, a lot of with a lot of problems a lot of undercurrents a lot of unspoken issues whereas today our relationship touchwood has been the best we know so far so this is definitely a better like now this is karan and shoki 2.0 which is obviously 2.0 right like how iphone 15 is going to be better than iphone 12 yeah. so we are talking about now karan and shoki 2.0 so they are better than the original things we saw <laughs> yes i have seen many couples wherein the women feels like you know my husband won't talk to me much he don't tells me uh, about mm. anything he don't discuss with me he don't share any of his feelings with me he is only happy with his friends and with his phone okay i yeah. uh, when i talk to her husband uh, 
His story hmm. is something else. He says that what more I could talk to her. I am talking to her. Uh, you know, though I am talking to her, though I am expressing everything to her, but still she feels that you know I am not talking to her. So hmm. this hmm. appears very complicated. Yeah. Do you have anything to say about this? So there are two two ways I would like to point out here. One is that um, there is a thing called love languages. So all of us there are five love languages, and all of us have a certain love language that we want to be loved in. For instance, one of them is words of affirmation. One of them is physical touch. Um, one of them is acts of service. So, for instance, if I, my love language is that uh, words of affirmation, so I want Karan to tell me nice things about myself that um, you're so beautiful or uh, you're so strong. I'm so proud of you. Unless Karan says those things, I will not feel loved. Mm. I will feel even if then Karan gets me a BMW or Mercedes and. Um, He's he's expecting ki maine sab kuch like I've done everything for you. I've got you this these many gifts. Then why don't you feel loved? The problem is it's not my love language. So it's like uh, we are talking in English, but I only understand Japanese. So how will I I I accept what you are saying in English? I'll just not understand. So similarly, if if one partner's love language is something else, and the other partner is Speaking in their own love language, then the whole effort will be futile. It will just be zero because they you'll not be able to communicate. And if I remove all of this love language jargon, and if I tell you in a normal, uh, everyday uh, way, I would say that you know there are there are efforts to be put in from both sides. So if a man thinks that. I am communicating, but my wife is not listening. So what do I do? And if a wife thinks that my man doesn't talk to me, then both of them also need to look inside themselves. That where are they going wrong? Because it's it's not a like you say no in Hindi that uh, when you clap, you need two hands. Yeah. It, it that does is not the, that is the uh, biggest example what our parents give us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You have to, but I'm not talking like uh, our parents. I'm saying it in a more uh, practical way that, uh, in, you know, you it's a very human thing to do that we will always blame the other person. Mm, mm. Whether it's a love relationship or whether it's a a sibling relationship also like you will always say right ki my my brother doesn't listen to me only he doesn't i try to tell him good things to do in life but he doesn't listen and now he look what happened he always treats me you know in other way like he always thinks yeah. negative about me correct so again am i am i thinking ki thinking that um, he doesn't listen to me or am i always talking to him in a authoritative an angry way so that he shuts down every single time so similarly if i am a wife who's constantly assuming before even saying anything i'm assuming that my husband is not going to listen to me 
then my husband is not going to listen to me because i have already assumed in my mind that it's not going to happen and this i'm again i'm speaking from my own uh, experience because i i did this in my relationship for a very long time mm. like i like in the previous question you asked right that uh, is karan the same person back then i used to think that why is karan not behaving like sharukh khan he has to behave like him he has to bring me flowers but am i actually realizing that my my expectations of him behaving as sharukh khan are unreal or yeah. am i like i'm i'm joking right now this is not a practical example but in the same way if i'm assuming that karan is going to behave a certain way because i want him to so that will only last for a few moments in a relationship and it will only last to in, act yes he is not himself he he may do that to please me when we are boyfriend girlfriend but when it converts to a marriage it will very soon the act will be up it will just end because you can't act for your life and today husband comes home from work wife also comes home from work then husband has his phone in hand she carries her phone in hand and she is busy with her phone husband is busy with his phone where is the yeah. space to talk so i would say that phones have really actually created a major distraction in all our lives in all our relationships also not just husband wife even when we are sitting with our parents we are not actually talking to them our parents are also sitting and like watching their facebook videos or watching whatsapp videos and stuff so it's a there has to be a conscious realization of this happening in the relationship and we need to find a no gadget time in the day like uh, for example at 9 o'clock in the night both my and karan's phone have a timer set where all our social media gets logged and the phone turns black and white so we are not able to even enjoy looking at anything and this is a alarm that we've set from 9 o'clock in the night till 9 o'clock in the morning hmm. so we know that this is a no phone time this is a cut off time yes we can receive some urgent calls or something that comes during that time but nothing else works on the phone everything else is locked hmm. and it's it's ironic you know how bachpan mein like when we were kids our mothers used to shut the remote and you know hide the remote eventually so that we don't watch tv this is how we have to do with our phones so so it's the same with us now there is no mother we have to be our mothers yes we have to be our own mothers and do this to save our relationships and continue to connect in real life the moment you started you know the moment you decided to start this uh, show yes what kind of criticism you have received from your friends and family the biggest criticism is that how can you share so many personal details on on a show like how can you share all of your vulnerability and um, our answer has just always been that why not when there are so many other people going through the same problems then what's the harm in sharing it and telling them that this happens to all of us 
How this many episodes you have uh, done so far, Shoki? Twenty uh, episodes. So, so which far. one is your favorite? I think the first episode is my favorite because I I uh, describe in a very filmy detail of how I fell in love with Karan and how our initial days of relationships were relationship was so rocky and still we are together today. So it's a reminder of how much. Uh, we have gone through and uh, how good it was initially when we thought that everything is going to be le- going to be very fun and happy this question i want you guys you to have be to together forever and uh, there is no and, uh, option to the say kind that. of work you are doing through this podcast happily whatever after is worth saluting and uh, you guys are really bringing lot of change in today's uh, relationships and i want you guys to continue this way forever and now the question coming up for you is this question you have to answer and uh, there is no option to say no okay <laughs> if you have all the superpowers in your hands shoki yes. so yes. tell me what you want to change in this country okay so if i have the superpower here one thing i want to change in our country is the male mindset that that uh, only females are supposed to manage everything around the house only female are supposed to manage the emotions in the relationship i want the male perspective to be more inclusive of females and stop thinking that females are lesser i want them to start thinking more as women are equal to them and women are their friends and not their enemies great how would my listeners reach out to your podcast shoki my podcast is available on all uh, podcast platforms like uh, spotify apple Amazon Music, everywhere it's under the name of Happily Whatever After. We are also on all social media platforms under the name of Happily Whatever After Pod. So you can go to Instagram and type at the rate Happily Whatever After Pod, and you will see snippets of our life and whatever craziness Karan and I have, and whatever wisdom Karan and I have to share on the Instagram page as well, and. similarly you guys can also write to us on gmail uh, our email id is happily whatever after pod at the rate gmail.com if there are some issues that you want us to address in our uh, episodes if there are some questions you have for us you can write us on this email id my dear listeners i'm also giving you a direct link to the podcast you can also click on the link and enjoy the podcast and i strongly recommend you guys to go and check out because most of your questions are going to be answered for sure and the good news is i'm trying to bring karan the showman uh <laughs> soon on my show so that we can also <laughs> listen to the man's side of the <laughs> show yes that's very important yeah so i hope you guys enjoyed the show 
Thank you so much, Shoki, for giving me this beautiful opportunity to host you on Suman versus Human. Thank you, thank you so much, Suman ji, for uh, like speaking such kind words about our podcast, for helping me reach a bigger audience, helping me reach more people, so that our uh, mission can be accomplished. That everybody should know that we are with them in happily whatever after. do subscribe or follow on your favorite platform